Hello, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. The Elite Donut is a better-for-you donut that is packed with 13 grams of protein. They're gluten-free, keto-friendly, and only contain one gram of sugar. That's right, a donut with one gram of sugar that is protein-packed. Get yours today at EliteDonut.com or on Amazon. Either platform, you can use code ShaneWhite30 to get 30% off your order. These guys are crushing it. Uh, they are making a in, an incredible product that has become a staple in in my house. And these things are amazing when you're looking for that sweet treat. But especially if you're on any sort of healthier, better for you diet, something that's high in protein, low in sugar, gluten free, keto friendly, all those things. Uh, this is a great go to snack. The guys over at Elite Sweets are building something special, and you should try yours. And again, you can try those at EliteDonut.com or on Amazon. Amazon, and you can use code ShaneWhite30 for 30% off your order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Routine. When we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, mainly from, from just sweating during our sleep. They've created a product called Morning Routine, and each Morning Routine packet contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. Morning routine has become a part of my routine. I honestly, I take one of these one these little uh, single serve tear packs, dump it into 20 ounces of water, shake it up, and I'm good to go. It's honestly a great way to start your day instead of grabbing that cup of coffee. If you start off with a morning routine, you know, I feel like my body gets rehydrated right away. Uh, you know, the apple cider vinegar kind of gets my immune system pumping and really just rehydrate from the night before. I feel so much better. Then I go grab um, my coffee is usually the way I do it. Routine. Trusted ingredients made convenient. You can get your morning routine or try any of uh, routine's other supplements on yourroutine.com. If you use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout, you'll receive 30% off your first order. All right, everybody. Today's episode is a fun one. This uh, this episode's a lot different than any other guests I've had on the on the podcast. Today's guest is Joey Charbel, better known as Seppi in the music world. Uh, he is business partners with another up-and-coming artist, Luke Gone, And this was a fun episode. Really got into what it's like to try to become you know, an artist in the music space. Uh, Joey and Luke are both in the rap space. And just learning how this process works was a really fun episode. Um, I know Joey through my brother-in-law, uh, their best friends. And uh, so I thought it'd be fun to have Joey on the podcast. He's doing something very different and as you all know, going from zero to one is something we hit on hard here on the podcast. So had a blast with Joey, um, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. It's unique. It's really cool, and I learned a shit ton from this episode. So without further ado, give it up for Joey. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I'm pumped today to have Joey Charbel on the podcast, better known as Seppi. Joey, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Thanks for having me, Shane. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on. I'm uh, I'm stoked to have you on here. As we we chatted briefly before we started, 
um, you know, a lot of people that come on here are kind of in a few categories, I guess, or like, you know, come from uh, the CPG space is predominantly what I've talked to. So I'm super pumped to have you on. It's going to be fun. My first podcast ever. I'm incredibly excited to be here. This is this is badass. Um, for everyone <laughs> listening, do you mind giving everyone just a little intro to you and really what you're working on building? Yeah, sure. So my name is Joey Charbel, aka Seppi. I am a 25-year-old Chicago-based rap artist who takes uh, life lessons and uh, self-awareness and realizations to a new level by portraying them in the coolest way possible. Damn, love that. Okay. I need to get a better, like, if someone asked me that question, I would have not had anything as cool as that to say. So first of all, that's awesome. <laughs> I came ready, Shane. I came ready. <laughs> you were well prepared. Um, so yeah, and to give everyone a little background. So first of all, shout out to Connor. Connor is uh, my brother-in-law and him and Joey are our BFF. So that's how I first met you. That was probably, I'm trying to think it's probably been, I mean, I've been dating my wife now for almost a decade. So eight years this, this coming spring. Um, so I've known you for quite a while and this is a, is this, would you consider this still like a newer endeavor for you? Pretty no. Yeah. Pretty Cause no. when did, when I did mean, this like I, kick off? I mean, I was trying to think back to when I first heard, you know, one of your guys' first songs. I released my debut single two years ago. And, um, I mean, I'm still, I still only have two singles out. So this is very new to me. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild because it, it, to me now, it's funny how this stuff happens. It feels like you've been doing it for a while, but really, you, it's not been that long, really. Well, the thing is, I mean, my music career didn't start until two years ago, but I've been in this space working with my partner, Gone, for at least six, seven years. Oh, um, okay. Even really since high school, but we kind of stopped once we went to college and then we rekindled the relationship after that, so. So maybe that's a good leeway too for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe can we give a little background to Luke and and what he's doing and how you guys work together? Because I think that'll make a lot of sense as people like look you guys up after listening to this. Yeah, sure. So the person we're talking about is my friend Luke Gone. Um, he goes by the alias Gone, G-A-W-N-E. And this is one of my great friends from high school. Uh, we started messing around freestyling in the basement. Um, at parties and stuff like that and never really took it too seriously but then he had a traumatic uh, brain injury oh that wow. barred him from a lot of his high school experience and he channeled uh, that energy into music and so that was his catalyst to starting his rap career and as time went on um, like I said you know we kind of messed around with it in high school and then we both went to separate colleges I went to University of Denver, and he went to U of I. And I had left my school halfway through and came back home. And I rekindled my relationship with him. And we were just talking one day and we said, Hey, do you want to go film a music video in Colorado? Oh, and, and I kind of remember was, this. I do remember yeah, that because I, I think I knew you. I I, obviously, you I think you came over probably to, to like Dunbar's, and I, you know, I heard you talk about it. Um, so did uh, a video for this song called on god i love my squad and uh luke just didn't have a team at all um i was kind of the first person that really uh became his partner and we sort of just uh really decided to take it seriously uh after we did that first video together and um yeah it's so funny because you don't you don't get i feel like you don't hear the story of a lot of people's 
whatever, if you want to call them a plus one, their business partner, their manager, like whatever it is. But it seems like a lot of artists in, in reality, when you start to like research and like learn their story, that's really typical. Like someone has oh, a yeah. passion for something and they connect with someone. And that's just like, is like the springboard to like actually building a career in a business. And it sounds like it's a kind, I mean, like it was interesting because to even back up further, because this whole podcast is really about going from zero to one. So for Luke, I mean, when you guys, when he went out and you guys went to go film this first video, mm-hmm. was, was he like, was he making money off of this? Was this just like a hobby no. for him at that point? No, he only had a, he only had a few hundred subscribers. Okay. Um, I mean, his, his views were, were minimal. I mean, this, this was like, this was basically ground zero. Okay. Um, at this point. And all I know was I wanted to do something special around something that I love to do with the people I love. And I decided to pick that and we went off to the races. So when you guys start with this music video, did you guys at this point, was it like, we're doing this for fun? This is like, let's make something cool. Let's post it. Was there any like bigger picture at this time or is it kind of just to go do this and like it was a fun trip with the boys to go out to Colorado and try to make a cool video I mean I I knew Luke was talented from the start really talented and so I really believed in him and I and I knew that we can make something big out of this um in due time and so I mean we took it seriously from the start I mean at that point we had started taking it seriously and um I, we, we sacrificed, I mean, we, I quit my job to start helping him. Um, so, I mean, we, we really started taking it seriously and we, we had high hopes for our, for his rap career. And then, um, so I, I could confidently say that we, it wasn't just like a passion project. It was something that we really believed in and we wanted to be free from a nine to five and we really wanted to do something creative. So, and that's, you kind of glossed over a huge step in your story, which is you quit your job. So let's back up. And I want to, I want to learn more about this. So you, you're, you have a job back here in Chicago. Yeah. I was, was kind it of was the, nothing crazy. I was busting yeah. tables at a restaurant in Oak Park. Okay. And, um, it just came to the point where I was working weekends. We needed to go film this during the weekend, to get other people involved. Um, cause no one else could take time off. And, um, I remember, uh, I remember not even just going into work that day and basically the weekend after I made an excuse that I was sick. <laughs> the typical. <laughs> and, and it kept happening again and again and again. And I was like, I just can't sustain this. And so I just quit. And you're like, I'm going. So at that point too, I always love asking people this who've started something. Did you, did you tell your parents or did they know that like you were quitting the job? Did they know you were going all in on, on this or did oh. it kind of like become this gradual thing that, Wait, Joey keeps going to film videos on the weekends and it's not <laughs> busting tables. So now what, how is this working? Uh, God bless my parents. They're actually extremely, <laughs> extremely supportive. And awesome. they were they were actually, they were more excited at the start than they really? were towards the middle process. I mean, it got to a point where, you know, it was this exciting thing and, you know, they thought it was really cool and they sort of saw the big picture. And, um, but it, it took a while for things to start making money. And okay, so there sure. was a while in between where like I'm doing five, 10, 20 videos and paying out of pocket and I'm not getting money and Luke's not getting money and uh, we're still trying to figure all these things out. And so it, it kind of, my parents did get annoyed at some point, but then they saw the fruits of our labor, uh, of our labor come to fruition uh, a little longer down the road. 
Yeah, which makes sense. Which makes sense. You gotta you gotta put the work in first, usually before it starts producing seeds, right? Did you? Absolutely. And then, like, to give everyone a little more of a background, obviously, because I think a lot of people listening to this will be really intrigued. How mm-hmm. does one make money in this? Like, I think you know that's probably the biggest question I get for some of these people I have on who are in in different spaces. Because if you're in the nine to five, everyone mm-hmm. understands you. You know, clock in, you clock out. You make this an hour. This is what you get paid. In your in your field, your 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 you know area of the world here, like what's what are the main drivers of of incurring revenue? So, um, revenue revenue from music has changed a lot in the past few years, and one of the biggest changing factors in that was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Typically, artists' biggest money maker was touring. They would do an album, and then I mean, this is how this is how a deal goes. Usually, it's like they they record and write an album, and they release it, and then they do touring for the album, and that got thrown away because of the pandemic. And so now we're starting to see a lot of emerging new revenue streams for artists. Um, mainly now, it's streaming, it's stream revenue. Um, the highest paying one is, that most people use is Spotify, and then on the lowest end, it's like YouTube. Um, oh, really? So it's now, Spotify first. Oh, that's interesting to me. Spotify first. I would mention like there's like uh, platforms like Title too. But, yeah. You know, not a lot of people use Title. You use Title? No, I, I don't. I do not use Title. You spot, but so actually, before to, not to like pause what you're going down because I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah. know this. Spotify, for example, do you guys post directly to Spotify? Because one thing I realized mm. as of late. I use some for this podcast and I've told people this, I use something called mm-hmm. anchor, which is like you yeah. upload and edit things in anchor and then anchor sends out the podcast to, I think it's, I'm on 11 platforms. So I'm mm-hmm. on Spotify and it's like my second biggest platform behind like Apple podcasts, but okay. I, I don't think I've ever seen a penny from it. I don't know how I would, like, I don't know how, I don't know. I've, I, I thought about that recently. I'm like, wait a minute, should I be getting paid for the views on Spotify? <laughs> and I don't have like a Spotify like login account for it. It's publishing on it through Anchor. Right, right. So I don't know. It might be different so, for podcasts, but I'm curious how you do it. Well, no, that's interesting to hear. I mean, we, so we use a distribution play, uh, service called DistroKid and there's just different ones. There's CD Baby, TuneCore, and then DistroKid. Those are like the three main ones. And I okay. use DistroKid and so does Luke, I believe. And basically, it's it's similar to Anchor. It's like you upload your material to this distribution platform or whatever service, and they put it on Spotify and all these other different platforms. And um, and you generate revenue through the streams, and you get different payouts depending on each platform. Got it. Which makes sense. I mean, that's how like YouTube or like you know AdSense is, right? Like it's basically mm-hmm. tied. They, they're pub- they're running ads. That's what I would think. Like. If someone's listening to my podcast on Spotify, they're probably getting hit with ads unless they're premium. Mm. But I'm not, I'm not seeing any. I see the numbers, but I don't see the dollars. I, I just realized that the other day. Because I usually like, we can go down this off the air. But it was, it was interesting because I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. People like, like you guys who are like streaming on there and you're getting lots of streams. Like that makes sense. But I feel like, huh, I'll have to figure that out. Okay. It's so, it's so minuscule, the amount of money. that I mean, per, you have to get a million streams between four and six k in the u.s on wow. spotify so That's like i mean crazy. it's fractions of a penny yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah so um but now uh, besides streaming revenue there's so many other ways i mean this whole nft thing is really really um 
getting people on their creative side to find new ways to make money. Um, it's, it's a whole, it's pretty overwhelming. I mean, I could talk about it forever. I mean, this but, is it's um, funny. I've had two calls today with people asking me about NFTs and I'm like, I know I need to yeah. learn more, but I, I, uh-huh. I don't know. I'm like enough to know what it is a little bit, but I, I could learn a ton from you. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning too. And I, I'm not even sure if I feel confident explaining it, but so, okay. So are you, yeah. So for you guys in, in art though, would you, how would you sell an NFT? Would you do like uh, a photo? Would it be part of a song? Like how, what kind of NFT would an artist like you guys sell? Oh, there's so many different ways you can do it. Um, I'm not sure how I would structure mine, but I'll tell you an example that I heard of recently. Have you ever heard of the artist Blau? 3LAW or whatever. Yeah. Um, he made like, first artist to release an nft in the form of or an album in the form of an nft oh. he made like 11 million whoa off of it so um, how did it like work like you could only, so, you only release so many albums so i think what what he did was he released the album in the form of an nft and all the ownership handed over to the owner of the nft and i think it just kept getting traded and traded and traded and he collected a bunch of royalties and it kept getting higher and higher bids and like you can only listen to the album if you had the nft oh interesting so it was like one yeah. person technically had, was able to listen to his album at a time until he resold it right yeah and so what what this whole nft thing is doing from my understanding is it's giving a lot of ownership back to the artist that would have otherwise been delegated to a label or something oh. like that so it seems like I get how you could make a lot of money. Like, okay, if you're someone big, like with his name, it, it, yeah. it seems like you'd have to have some scale in order for that to make sense. Because if you're someone like, if you're someone Absolutely. smaller or newer and you release it, like who's going to pay for it necessarily? And then it never gets out there and <laughs> no one hears it, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's one of the biggest things that I'm learning about NFTs is that community is everything. Nothing, you know, your, your, uh, your NFT isn't going to circulate. It's not going to get any trading volume. And it's not going to be worth much if you don't have the community to back it up. Yeah, got it. Okay, very cool. So there's there's streaming. So there's the Spotify's, titles, et cetera, YouTube streams, mm-hmm. um, and then things like NFTs. What what other? And then I guess before COVID, there's a lot of touring. Is touring kind of coming back too, or is that something you guys have done at all? It is and it isn't. I mean, we keep seeing new variants, and like I just keep seeing things getting canceled over and over again. I don't really know how how strongly it's going to reemerge yeah um to be totally honest i don't think i don't think the appeal is ever going to go away for live music but um it's certainly it's not the only thing that artists can rely on at this point um and then another thing another way that artists can make money is through features um and through i guess um promotions or I mean, you really just become a brand yeah, and you can monetize yourself in so many different ways. Got it. Okay, sweet. That's really cool. So I can see how that could be, that could be tough at first because it, it sounds similar to like, if you want to start a YouTube channel or a podcast, like you really have to mm-hmm. like get content, create a content, push lots of good content out and get yeah. it to a lot of people. It's like, it's no different whether you're, you're rapping, doing a podcast being a YouTuber, it sounds like, I mean, it's kind of all the art forms are in different ways. They're different shapes, but they're kind of going down the same way of making money. If I'm not, you know, mistaken. No, definitely. I th- I agree. I think there's a lot of constant, uh, constants for, 
creators across all departments. Pretty cool. So then for you guys, you know, did you guys start filming videos, which then I'm assuming you'd t- you'd pull the audio and put the audio on something like Spotify, the videos on YouTube, and then you're putting stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram and everywhere else. Is that yeah. kind of what you guys started doing? So was it really like a, a content game early on? Is it like, how many songs can we come up with? How many videos can we create? Like, what's that? Pro- what was that process like for you guys early on? I'm so curious. Yeah, um, there is a huge learning curve. I mean, let me think. Um, up until a year or two ago, we didn't start releasing content consistently. We, so that's, yeah, it's, you're so on point. One of the things that we learned is, um, it not only is it not enough to, it's not enough to just release consistent content, but it has to be quality. Mm-hmm. And so we ramped up our production about one or two years ago and we started having Luke release almost even every week, oh, full wow. song and video every week. And yep. we, and we played the YouTube game, Shane. We focused on, we saw that rap YouTube scene was kind of blowing up and that there were a lot of artists making good money that weren't top billboard and who weren't super famous, but they just had a huge uh, following on uh, YouTube and they were able to make good money through that. And so we started getting into the YouTube game. One of the biggest game changers that we had was making a song with two guys, Crypt, uh, who's a dear friend of ours, who is a big uh, YouTube rapper who had like well over a million subs. Wow. And then this other guy, Chase, C-H-V-S-E. We did a a song with them in Colorado, again, at my house, um, called Rise. And that was our our door, our uh, breakthrough point to the uh, YouTube rap community. And oh, cool. what that allowed us to do was to keep working and climbing the ladder with other artists and keep acquiring new fan bases and bringing them into our own. Um, and so that on top of starting to release consistent quality product was, was a huge game changer in allowing us to build our, our brand. So collaborating is a huge, huge, huge component. sounds like. Absolutely. And how does it is like, it's funny. Cause I think about collab for you guys to collaborate is a totally different game than like in the podcast world. Like obviously like getting people on your podcast is really important. And it really, I think the interesting thing about podcasts, for example, just that's the world I'm living in is usually you have someone on, obviously it's a guest, it's an episode, it's a con it's content for me. But hopefully my audience then hears about either a brand or a rapper and like checks it out for the first time. So it's like mutually beneficial, which is why I've loved podcasts is, is rapping kind of the same thing. Cause you're like kind of bringing two communities together for a featured song with two different people. I think so. I think so. I think it's maybe, I feel like it helps a little bit more collaborations in music than it would in a podcast because if you're making a song, if you're making a, I feel like you can do a podcast with people that have two completely different demographics. True. But in yes. music, you wouldn't necessarily do a collaboration if it didn't line up that way. Right. And so I feel like every time you hit a feature, uh, have a feature in, in a song, it does a better job of trans, uh, it does a better job of transferring fans in between. And you guys are creating a song together, which I think is, I mean, that's just the art in that 
is pretty incredible. Like, how does that work? Like you guys are, does one person usually like kind of have like a somewhat of a, I don't even know what I'm, I'm butchering this. I'm so obviously I'm not a no rapper. Um, what, <laughs> does someone have like a shell of what the, the song will be? And then you're kind of moving the featured artist in and you're getting their perspective or like, how does all that work? I've always loved, I've always wanted to know. Yeah, it depends. Um, most of the ways that I've collaborated with artists is yeah, they'll give me sort of a shell. They'll, they'll leave, uh, they'll give me a beat with, with a hook, you know, a chorus or something on it and they'll ask me to fill in the blank um that's that's most of the ways that i've done it but then i've also seen you know two guys get in the studio or whoever maybe two guys girl whatever uh get in the studio and they just throw on a beat and um go right off the bat got it so it could be kind of either either way i would love to see that is that pretty cool like just i feel like sitting in a studio and watching two people who are very artistic and obviously good at what they do just like yeah. mash it up and throw shit together would be so cool. Sometimes it's the coolest thing ever. Sometimes it's the most embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, it can be pathetic sometimes, but if, when it clicks, it, it's really special. Yeah. I bet. Especially yeah. I can imagine if it's like, just not a good fit. You're like, shit, we're yeah. both in this room together. Are we going to keep doing this or what's going to happen? <laughs> I've seen, I've seen people not be able to write for hours, just mental block. And it's just like, uh, I guess we'll try this another day. Yeah. No, it's so cool. <laughs> so interesting. So, I mean, it, it's, it's so cool. Cause you guys kind of started from like, and I love this with anyone who starts anything. Like you obviously don't know what you don't know. And a little bit of being naive to any industry you're getting in, you're getting into, I think is the beauty of it is just like, you don't know what you're about to go through. Like I've, yeah, you're like the 73rd person I've talked to on here from like a founder's perspective. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's consistent with everyone. 99% of people like don't really understand what they're getting into until they do. Yeah. Do you think now that you guys have, you're starting to build a following, you're putting out content, is it been more work, less work about what you thought it would be? Like, I'm, I'm curious to know, like from an overall, like what you're getting yourself into, what, what you would look back on and think. Infinitely more work, infinitely more work. We, this, this is so hard, man. Um, it really is hard. I mean, having, it's like, you can, you can never stop working. And it feels like you can never stop working and you still won't make it um, yeah. sometimes. I can tell you for a fact, but, but at the same time, we're lucky that we love what we, what we do. So it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time. There's a lot of uh, tedious and technical things that do get annoying sometimes, but uh, we've really been trying to enjoy the journey and we do, we do. I think some of my most cherished memories are these music videos and traveling with Luke and making these moves. That's so, that's super cool. Where have you guys, where all have you guys gone to shoot stuff? Like, I feel like every time you put something out, you're in some different state or somewhere. Yeah. I was over there one day, one day you came, you were like driving home on, a, it was like Saturday night. You got there at like midnight and you're pulling oh, up. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You're, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I just drove back from Kentucky or something. I'm like, oh, wow. You guys are yeah. going that far to film a music video. I'm like, isn't, isn't there something in Chicago you could film it at? Like, I just yeah, amazing about it. So it's so here. cool. That's <laughs> so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, we, we frequented, we, we frequented uh, California a lot. That's, that's a lot of our bread and butter for our videos. Uh, Cause we used to have, uh, we used to be co Luke used to be co-managed by two guys out there. So we travel out there a lot. So wow. California, Colorado, a bunch, Kentucky, Kansas city, 
Wisconsin, Florida. We're we're touching bases in a lot of parts. You of the US. really are. And what yeah. is there? Is it because the people that you want to film with are there? Is it because there's like a like I know the one video you guys put out recently, you were in like a, I don't even know what that was like an abandoned factory where you guys like you have to like search for things that'll make sense for the video. Like how does that process work? Yeah. So I mean, like we did. Uh, it it depends. I mean, some there's so many cool locations in California. That's the appeal that. We usually go to my house in Colorado that makes a lot of great content. Um, but then like we went to Kansas, like we went to Kansas City to do that video with Tech Nine. Um, he wasn't gonna come to us, we had to go to him. Which, and then like we went to Cal yeah. we went to California another time to do a video with little Zan. And so it all depends. But we're we're finding um a lot a lot more out of Chicago than we used to. I think we've we've stopped traveling as much and we've really um set our home base here it's easier we have more people that are willing to work with us come to video shoots we have more resources here okay yeah i mean it makes and you're in a big city so i mean chicago's got a lot of stuff oh it's badass yeah you you we we just skimmed right over the one you said you went to kansas city for but i i thought that was that was for me i've obviously been following you guys ever since i think connor showed me it you know a couple Uh years ago um always thought it was cool i've always been into like people creating anything so i've always like when you guys post something i'm like i'll, I'll listen to it doing a collab with tech nine though like all of a sudden i was like tech wait hold on is this tech nine like tech nine i grew up in high school like caribou luke tech nine yeah. i was like no way that's i thought that was pretty cool so can you explain that one i think everyone listening if you're if you're a 90s baby you probably remember that song and i'm sure that was a cool moment for you guys but how did you even get connected how did all that come to fruition so this was, this took like probably a year of planning, but um, probably about a year ago, uh, Luke got in touch with Tech Nine's camp. And um, for the first time ever, we got some financial backing um, to do a five song project between Luke and a, a phenomenal singer named Atlas, who's from Colorado. And the first song in the project was this, was this song with Tech Nine. So not only did we have some financial backing, but Tech Nine was aware of Luke's ability and they really do mesh nicely together, their styles. Um, this sort of fast, technical, Midwest chopper flow. Um, so it, it took some money and it, it took um, some agreements on both sides that they'd be able to make something that they both like. And so for that, that's interesting. And that's always makes my ears chirp. You said backed by money so interesting so did you guys you raised money for a rap project so kind of like you got you kind of got investors that are then banking on the streams mm-hmm. being huge yes wow yes and so they, thing. yeah so they in exchange for their gave up some ownership and uh, we were able to get an advance from them to facilitate all the stuff and then they own a percent of the revenue from streams mm-hmm. really interesting right. so is there yeah. a whole there must be a whole industry in that then yes yes absolutely there's so many different deal types of deals out there wow very interesting yeah. so for you guys was that from an outsider's perspective who knows nothing mm-hmm. about the industry you're in yeah. seeing you guys with tech nine i was like i i haven't heard of a lot of the other people you'd been with but from talking mm-hmm. to you know you connor I, I knew that like some of them were pretty big deal was tech nine like a whole nother level though Tech Nine was a whole nother level. I mean, this is, in my opinion, uh, one of the most 
prolific art uh, rap artists that the world has ever seen. I mean, this guy's worked with Tupac, M, Kendrick, all the greats. And um, <laughs> he's still he's still kicking it. I mean, this man just made a song with The Rock. Yeah, right. I know that's what I that came. Didn't that come out right after Luke's song? Right before. Oh, right before. Right oh, before. even better. Even better. Even better. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was it was an unbelievable experience working with him. Um, we were pretty starstruck. He was so cool and uh so chill and he's really flexible with us we were only supposed to film with him for like six hours and ended up going like seven and a half and um he was just a really really nice professional guy wow very cool well yeah. shout out to tech nine if you ever listen shout to out tech nine baby very cool so then for you guys like as we talk about like the collab game and like working your way up i would assume doing something with tech nine that just like opened the door to like all kinds of new conversations like and especially in that song to give everyone a little bit more of a background, I don't know a ton about this either, but didn't Luke break some like rap rec, like rap speed record in that song, or he did something pretty crazy? Like I don't, Connor was trying to explain this to me. Not not that song. He did it um, in a previous track uh, called Diablo. Okay, I think I'm I'm pretty sure he did break the most syllables per second. Yeah, so like, um, it was like with what that means for people is like he just was he was literally rapping so. F- You'd have to listen to it to understand. It's hard to even explain. He's just rapping really, <laughs> yeah. really fast, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And is that just like a it's talent he has? Or like how do you does he work on that? Is he like always trying to rap faster? It's I didn't even know funny. that was a thing it, until I read that he like either broke Eminem's rec- I'm like, that's a, I didn't know that was something people kept track of. Like this is <laughs> it was cool. I was something new I learned. Yeah. Um, no, it's so hard, man. It's so hard. Like I've pretty fast guys reciting some of Luke's verses and it's like it's next level I mean you have to practice it for so long and and build like the nerve endings to be able to 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 speak that fast and to be able to enunciate it so well too that's the other thing a lot of people can do it fast but they don't enunciate it as well yeah I could probably like mumble fast but (laughs) he's he's saying complete words faster than you can make like a sound with your mouth I was so impressed yeah, he'd be a good auctioneer. No shit. Yeah, that's a good. There you go. After rap, Lou can do auctioneering. There we go. go. Yeah. Um, so that's so cool. So you guys get with Tech Nine, and then for you, like, so you you have produced your own songs. You're mm-hmm. also a business partner with Luke. So what is the? How do those two things work together? Do you mm. is prioritizing kind of your business partnership with Luke the fore focus right now, and you're also thinking about your own stuff, or is it all kind of synergistic and they kind of work together? Because you're in a lot of the videos, right? You're in the videos. You and what else are you working on with Luke? So, my relationship with Luke and music started off like I was his right hand man for everything. Um, we didn't have a team, so I'd help produce all the videos. I'd help, I'd do his photography. I would do all of his design, everything. I'd help like personal manage him um, in a way, which, which means like, you know, I'd help him uh, with content creation and just like big decisions. And then as we started building popularity and we started getting more help from others, my role has sort of diverged to creative director. That's most of what I do right now. Um, I still do all of his artwork. And of course, you know, I just, I just love being a part of it. Um, so I love going to all the videos and I, I like acting too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why I do that stuff. 
but um yeah so now i'm creative director and totally honest i have definitely um used luke to leverage my own career the plan was it was it was like a few years ago i started to carve my own path as an artist but just i just started writing yeah and luke says you know what he's luke, luke was the first person to believe in me and to really hear my music and he's like hey man you're actually pretty good and so he started got me thinking and I started to carve my own path and started writing and recording my own music and um sorry where was I going where was I going you I was just trying to Uh, I was trying to understand like your your two paths of you know building and making your own music versus helping Luke and like are they synergistic and like what do you do with Luke versus yourself each other yeah yeah we totally feed off each other everything that's good for him is going to be good for me and especially since you know, my debut single was featuring him. If he blows up, there's a good chance that I'm going to ride along that wave too. Got it. And then for you guys getting into the minutia is, do you guys have like an LLC that's like you guys together and you guys own parts of a business? Do you guys just like split the stream revenue? Like, how do you think of it from a, like a business perspective? Is that a partnership? We, we don't have anything on paper between me and him. It's all handshake deals. Yeah. Um, but he does have gone records, LSC. And I just I just hated the deal together because for one, he's been scorched in the past with some horrific deals. And after going through something like that, we just really didn't oh my gosh, my cat dude. Oh, don't uh, worry. I usually have a cat dog, that. you know. This is the life of Zoom in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyways, so yeah, we, we wanted to do handshake deals just because we didn't ever want something to get in the way of our friendship first and foremost. Sure. And we treat, we have a really good rapport with each other and we have a really healthy relationship, business relationship too. And it sort of negated the idea of having to get something in paper and we, we really trust each other. Got it. Okay. Wow. There you go. So you just handshake, trust each other. That can mm-hmm. be powerful in a lot of ways. Yeah. So what do you got now that you're with Tech9, you said it's a five part deal so that means there's four four more to come uh at Correct. least in this in this project what's that look Correct. like for you guys i don't know how much you can share publicly yet but like are there some other big names we can all look forward to mm. um and you don't have to answer that if it's it's secret information no, it's okay it's okay it's okay we don't have another biggest tech nine for the rest of the project yet um the second song was called so the first one was this is war and the second song just dropped i think a week or two weeks ago it's called under pressure and then um we're still actually deciding what order we want to release the rest of the song so i'm not even going to try explaining the names and the orders but no actually as far as i'm concerned we don't have another big feature for this project um luke and at atlas this other guy is actually pretty big himself he okay. blew up on youtube with like 16 million video, uh, views on a video wow um and he's gotten a deal from every single major label already and has denied all of them to do this deal with luke and so what really? he's going to do after is he's going to yeah hopefully this this five song project with luke with luke will build his resume a little bit more and so that he can return to these labels afterwards and get a better deal Got it. Real businessman there. Real businessman. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty calculated. We, we're not, I don't consider ourselves the typical artist who 
only want to create and want to be hands off of business. We're, we're very, we take the business side very, very seriously and uh, have studied a lot of it. Love it. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. I was gonna say, cause I had no idea from what you see on the internet and out there, I would, you would, I would agree with you. I would think most people don't think a ton about that until maybe way long down the road. And they're like, wait, I should probably like be better about the business side of this and not just the art side of it. Kind of go hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. That's wild. So do you feel like you guys are at a spot? You're like in an inflection point. Like, what does it feel like where you are today? You've dropped some big albums. You got some big projects coming up. Are you happy where you at? Or I'm sure you're hungry, obviously, but like, I don't know. How would you describe where you're at in the journey of what you guys are building? I think it's important to be, to recognize everything we've accomplished and to realize that we, what we have done so far is, is incredible. Um, but we're never really satisfied. Um, we're, we're really hungry and we're working around the clock on trying to make the next big move. And um, I think, especially Luke, Luke is extremely, extremely ambitious. And um, I don't think that we've even scratched the surface of what we're going to be able to do in the future. But um, it's also important for me not to get ahead of myself and not to future trip and to take, I'm, I'm imploring a lot, uh, a lot of patience in this. And so, yes, I am uh, happy with our success that we've already had. Um, am I still hungry? Yes. But I'm also aware that these things do take time and a lot of work and uh, we have a long road ahead of us. Yeah, no, I'm sure you do. And I'm, the other question I wanted to ask you, I'm so curious in the process, the more I think about it, like creating a song, does Luke, like, does he spend time? <clears throat> I don't know why I'm, I'm correlating. It. I'm thinking back to like the way I've heard like comedians build like a, a bit, right? Is like, mm -hmm. do you guys have to spend a lot of time kind of like pen and paper or whatever, like headphones in like writing? Like, are you doing a lot of writing and coming up with songs <clears throat> and like kind of ideating? And then maybe you drop into the studio and you start to try to like put something down. And then like, I'm just so curious how the whole process works, especially if you're doing it once, if you were doing one a week for a while mm -hmm. during that time frame, it must've been like you release. And like, honestly, it's like, go, 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 write, record, go release. Like it has, it had to have been a similar, but a much more I'm sure it takes a lot more, but like for the podcast, like I was trying to do three a week for a long time. And it's like, it's oh, almost wow. like every other day you're, you're recording one, you're editing one, the off day, releasing it yeah. it's like going. So I'm sure it's similar. Yeah. Um, so I'll explain my process. Then I'll explain Luke's. My process is a little unconventional. I am weak on my recording side. I'm not the best at, I'm not good at engineering and uh, recording myself yet. I do have all the equipment, but usually when I record, I go record with Luke because he's really good at it. Um, but I write every day, at least like an hour or two. And um, or at least I try. And then I go. Yeah. So I find a beat usually or I find a line that I that really that I'm attracted to. And then I write to it and then I usually hit up Luke and I go record with him. Luke, on the other hand, he used to do that, too. But now. From what I understand, Luke just hears uh, a beat and he just goes straight to his mic. He doesn't write things down. He just plays around with melodies oh. and certain rhythms and he gets a feel for it. And he can just wrap it on the spot and edit as he goes. Whoa. So he like, he's just like yeah. a garage band doing some of that? Ableton. Oh, 
Sorry. Yes. I'm sure I was gonna say, I'm sure I'm like, I'm, I'm like at the very, very highest level of like simplistic what's on my Apple computer when I buy it. <laughs> what was yeah, that? You, what, you what did you call the software? Ableton. Got it. Ableton. Yeah. Okay. Is it just way better? It's way better. That's, that's the, the industry standard. Okay. I think. Got it. Very yeah. cool. I mean, that's, that just goes to show like the artistic evolution. I'm sure that's how, a lot of people are, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe some are, maybe some aren't, you know, I'd be curious to know like what Eminem does, for example. I wonder if he just gets on and hits record. I've, heard, I've actually heard about it. I've heard that he does sort of similar to what Luke's doing now. He, he gets on a mic and he wraps in circles and he makes like, just throws a ton of stuff out there and they pick and choose. I'm pretty sure. Wow. That's pretty <laughs> cool. And, yeah. and when you say engineering, do you mean like all of the, the inputs of, when you were re-recording, like all of the voice alteration and stuff, like that's what you that is like very a technical skill. Yeah, mixing, mastering, getting levels of the vocals right. Got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I know that's what you always see on like on TV when they're like in a studio and they're like moving. That there's like that huge, crazy amount of dials and people are moving stuff. Is that what I'm thinking of? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, got yeah. it. <laughs> Remember, this podcast is called Simply Finance. I'm always trying to break things <laughs> down for people because I obviously don't know much about a lot of this stuff. That is really cool. So you try to write every day. So it's like a daily process for you. It's a daily process. Yeah, I try to keep on my toes. Yeah, I know. That's something in the last year that I've I've found has become, it's helped me in everything I'm trying to work on is like doing, I used to get really obsessed with like a yearly goal. And then I think mm-hmm. I would get, I would, for lack of better words, I'd get like overwhelmed with like how on earth do I go from here to here? How do I go from zero to one? Yeah. And then now I just, I'm, I'm way more focused on like, what's the little thing I do every single day? And over a week, over a, over two weeks, over a month, over a quarter, like you start to see real progress. I like and I think that. I'm sure writing is probably very similar. Yeah, I like breaking it into blocks. Like putting in the reps. Yep. So what, what can people listening expect from you? Do you are you planning on launching anything else soon? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it would, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that there's another Seppi rap coming out soon. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So. I debuted about two years ago and got really good numbers for my debut. Um, I'm currently sitting at, let's see, uh, my debut single has almost 330,000 streams on Spotify. Damn. And about 175,000 views on YouTube between my channel and Luke's. Um, and so that's, I don't know if you know this, but that's, that's a pretty damn good debut. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of views. I do know that, especially on the YouTube uh, side. I probably know better than Spotify. Yeah. And so what this told me is that people like my music. And so I released another single called Damn. It was more of like a club banger compared to the first one, which was way more uh, heartfelt. But what I learned is that I saw Luke have success through this consistent quality product, right? And so I didn't have a lot of material outside of those two songs at the time. And I decided to take basically this whole year off and just stack content and write every day. And right now I'm sitting on like 15, 20 songs that I've written, just unrecorded, um, just written out on my notes. And what I did was I made the decision to take a year off a little bit and stack up a bunch of content so that I can get ready to 
release consistently without a lot of hassle and without doing things last second. And so now I'm gearing up for 2022 to be like a full video, full song and video once a month, entire year. And I think that that's going to help me out a lot. A lot of, a lot of my fans have been pretty upset that I didn't release, but I think once I get back in the game, they're going to realize how good it was. I feel like that happens. Does, like, doesn't that happen kind of a lot in like not just rap, but like a lot of I feel like singers, artists, like you'll see, you'll hear people just like they're they're gone for a little while. I know the other day I was what who did I who was I saying this about? I think I said it about maybe Little Wayne. It was a, definitely mm-hmm. a rapper from my childhood, and I was like, where where has he been? Like, is he alive? Like, I don't I haven't heard a right. single thing out of this guy in so long. Right. And then they'll just drop like this crazy sick album, and they've just been like they've been working on it sounds like that's kind of what you're trying to do which is cool yeah yeah and i think a part about that too is that most of these guys are probably when they go away for that long they're probably uh trying to release albums sure i'm not going to release an album for a while uh one of the formulas that we've found for beginner artists is to do this one song and video uh single like you know consistently and not to release an album because as a new artist um if you release an album I think a lot of your work will be overlooked and won't get the spotlight that it deserves until you release it individually and promote it for, you know, a month straight. Got it. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. And if you, yeah. if you drop a whole album, you're asking people to listen to a ton of stuff, which if they don't know right. you, it might be a hard sell or you might I'm just like yourself. people like wouldn't listen to half of it. Right. Exactly. man. Got yeah. it. And then for you, so how's that going to work? You know, with you, Luke, if you're trying to release things at certain times and go film, is that going to have, like, are you guys going to try to support each other and go film for each other and, and switch back and forth? Or how does that work as he's starting to grow, you're trying to release new stuff? I'm curious how that all, the dynamic will work. Luckily, we haven't butted heads yet um, in respects to, like, having things line up for us. Um, but we have a a videographer that is sort of like, you know, he's, he's part of our team. This guy, Tommy Jackson, Indie Black Magic. He's, he's been uh, our number one videographer since the start. And he, he prioritizes me and Luke. So hopefully I won't have to sacrifice my career to help Luke out and him in return also. Um, Got it. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of trying to keep a team together. I didn't realize yeah. how much in this there's like a team of people. That yeah, like kind of all like you see the usually the face of whoever the rapper is, but I, I guess I didn't ever, never realize that it usually is some sort of team that kind of feeds all this together. Yeah, that was a good point you made earlier. You don't see a lot of the supporting people and uh, artist careers, and the truth is, no one makes it alone. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got someone that helped them out along the way and that's one of the biggest defining uh characteristics of our success is that we have a solid team and we're all consistent and we all you know prioritize this thing got it yeah yeah yeah. that seems key right i feel like when you have a team of people who are all driving towards the same goal it just tends to get legs quicker and you just make a lot more progress when you have other people. Like if you know, Luke's writing right now and you're on a podcast and you get off, you're like, probably like, shit, I need to like work on something, you know, write some myself or like, what can I do to help us? Like, I definitely feel that what I'm building right now, me and my co-founder, like we, I feel like we feed off each other. Like we'll, we'll have like, you know, one of us is working on something. One's working on the other. It just like helps, like keeps 
keep everything on track and growing. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So for you, um, what would you say has been two questions here towards, as we're getting towards the end, what would you say has been the biggest surprise in a good way? Like for you, since you've started this and then on the flip side, what has been, you know, the biggest unforeseen challenge that, you know, was really hopefully at this point, a speed bump, but for a lot of people could have been what maybe like ended what you're working on or, you know, made you give it up. Hmm. Great question. The biggest surprise for me, was that the first one you said? Yeah, sorry. It threw two at you there. Big, sur- biggest, oh, like, good funny. thing, surprise, and biggest, you know, hurdle you guys have had to overcome. Um, I've, I've been really feeling so grateful. We have put as much work as we have into this thing. And I, I think one of the biggest surprises for me is just how much I enjoy doing this. I never thought that i'd be involved in this thing up until very recently relative to my life and i'm just really really happy with all the avenues that are all the doors that this is open in my life from so I'm not only uh, a rap artist i'm also a designer you know i do a lot of other artwork and stuff like that too and it's and it's helped bring a lot more opportunities in my life um on the biggest challenge side, I think that this rap career, I have uh, understood more and more and more that it takes a lot longer than I thought. Um, I think that we were sort of fooled by a lot of people who start their rap career or any music career, are sort of fooled by these one hit wonders who get super lucky and they're one in a million and they blow up and, you know, have a number one song on billboard and then the rest of their life is just like incredible. Yeah. Um, that can happen, but it's, but this, this game is a lot harder than I thought. takes a lot more patience, a lot more work, much, a lot of uh, business savvy moves. And I think that the biggest thing that we have to, uh, the biggest thing that we have to try to do for the future is just to implore a lot of patience and to be consistent and to not give up because the truth is that one song it all it only takes one song it really yeah. does but in order to get to that point there's a lot of stuff on the back end that needs to be done got it yeah it's funny it doesn't matter if it's rap i've had a lot of people on here that started food brands athletes yeah. it seems like the two things that i've heard that are across the board patience and consistency it's it's funny it's yeah. like that whole brick by brick mentality is, is honestly so true in so many different aspects. And it sounds like it's the same for rap, right? It's, it's all those hours that no one watches and no one sees. They just get to see the fi- the finished product that ends up blowing up and be like, Oh wow. He's, this is an overnight success. It's like, yeah, it was the 10 <laughs> years of late nights that, uh, that you saw the overnight success. I love that. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> One of the one of the, the last few questions I love to ask everyone that comes on here because I think you know everyone on here is super creative and has really cool answers to this. The first one, so you have I feel like probably a different daily routine than maybe someone running a you know a CPG brand for example. Probably it's like a different world for you. For you, what is what do you do to you know plan your big goals uh, down to what do you use to knock out just like daily tasks to get shit done? Are you a you know an app guy? Do you use just pen and paper? Like what are the tools you use to get shit done? 
Oh, I wish I had my notebook by me. Pen and paper, man. I wake up every day and journal. That's one of the most powerful tools I have um, that I started practicing a few years ago. I'm a huge pen and paper guy. I just like, I just like the aesthetic more. Um, so that's what I do for my daily stuff. As far as bigger goals, um, me and Luke have, are, are pretty good about meeting up periodically and talking about them. Um, you know, it's when the, when the opportunity comes knocking, we'll know, um, in regards to like making a big move or something like that. But it, it really is, there's, there's so many constants and just so much, uh, tedious and repetitive work that I think will build up to that. So, yeah. Love it. Pen and paper is, uh, is also my favorite. It's, it's funny. Yeah. I try, I think I've yeah. tried like every app on the planet and then I always come back to pen and paper and nothing can beat that in my opinion. Don't like them, huh? No, I don't know what it is. I think it's something about when you write it down, you feel like you have to get it done. When you, yeah. when you put it on an app, it's easy to like, just move it to the next page, move it to the next day, pen and paper, you like yeah. write it down. Like I got to get, sh- get this shit done today. Um, <laughs> love it. Totally. No, I love that. Um, the next question is okay. source of knowledge. So for all, everyone source listening to the podcast today, do you have any, you know, books, podcasts, just anything that is intriguing, interesting cool. to you that you'd love to share with everybody? Do you mind if I grab it real quick? No, go for it. Yeah, go for it. All right. One second. There we go. All right, here we go. We got a, oh, we got a this, big book. This is a big this, book. This right here. This is all you need to know about the music business. This is what is known as the music Bible. Literally by Donald S. Passman. This, I read this book before getting into music at all. I encourage cool. every musician out there to read this and to learn it front to back. Um, it'll save you so much time and um, it'll really help things out. Very cool. Wow. That's like a very tangible suggestion for everyone listening. If you're yeah. interested in music, rapping, whatever it may be. Very cool. I love yeah, that. One. This is, this is, this is the bread and butter. Where right did you here. learn about that book? I learned about it from a class that I took. Wow, so school music, does work a business sometimes. music class. <laughs> okay, a business yeah. music class. I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I want to say um, to any up-and-coming artists is that there's something out there for everyone. That's the truth. Um, I, I have a lot of people that come to me asking if they should release something or if it's good enough or something like that. And I just really encourage people to just go for it and learn along the way. Even if people don't like it, you'll know and you'll be able to readjust in any way that you see fit. And I just see so many people not even take the step to give themselves a, a chance. And I, I really encourage people to take that risk and to just go for it and learn. Love that. Yeah, I would say the same thing when it comes to even like, if you ever had an idea for a podcast or a YouTube video or anything, it's like, everyone says this, but I think you're going to be number like 172 on here. It's like, if you go back and listen to my first few, oh my God, they're so bad. They're so bad. Like, I don't even know what I was doing, Um, (laughs) but everyone's like that. Like, I guarantee you some some of the best people on the planet from an artistic standpoint, their first few songs, their first few videos, like they're horrible. You don't know what else they're doing. So just dive in. No no one starts out good. I love that. That's great. great Good. Eminem didn't blow up to like, 30 jay-z didn't blow up till 30 50 cent all those guys you still got a few more years to tell that so there you yeah. go yeah, love it love it um 
the last question and the most important question is how can people follow along with you? How can they follow okay. along with Luke? And um, yeah, how can people just listen to your guys' music and, and follow you on the socials? So I'm known on YouTube as Seppi, S-E-P-P-I, all caps. You can follow me there to see all my videos. On Instagram, it's at the real Seppi, all one word. Um, and I think I'm going to make a Discord soon, but that's and Twitter. Uh, Twitter, it's at real Seppi. And so you'll be able to see most of my con most of my videos on YouTube, all my videos on YouTube, and you'll be able to see my updates and follow along my process on my other social media. Sweet. And I'll, we'll tag all those here when we release the episode. Um, Perfect. One last question I have to ask too, is where, where'd the name come from? I never have asked you that. Oh, funny. So I actually got coined the nickname Giuseppe Pernalini in okay. college. And I don't know if you know what Pearl means. No, I saw that in your uh, email but... <laughs> when you had me send the, the Zoom link. I was gonna, I gotta ask him what this means. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's something used to describe a well-rolled joint. Okay, I didn't um, know that. So, so I kind of, uh, I just abbreviated it, shortened uh, Giuseppe, Perlini to Seppi, and that's what I rolled with, and I, and I just dig it. Wow, that was a good pun too. You just rolled with it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like love that. it. I like it. I'm gonna start using that. You didn't even realize you threw that in there. I love it. That's no, that's a great story. I did. I always wonder. I'm like, where did Seppi come from? Wow, that's way, way cooler than I would have thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I love it, man. Well, hey, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm pumped for you, and I'm pumped for what you and Luke are building. Hope everyone checks you out on uh, what's the best place? Spotify, probably Spotify and YouTube for either audio or video. Making the most dough. Yeah, Spotify will make you the most. All right, we'll, 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 we'll point you spot, and then after this, I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing because my Spotify, I'm not, I'm not getting anything, so I got to figure that out. I'll right, we'll <laughs> talk about that. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, good catching up, and uh, thanks for the time. Great talking to you, man. I really you too, appreciate buddy. this opportunity. Yeah, hundred percent. But we'll do it again in person. Sounds good. All right. See you, man.